fine tequilas, fine chocolates, yes. fine We're barbecue. We're going to have tequila soon. Good. I need to taste oh, some yes. of what, what you're love, doing. I love good tequila and good mezcal. Oh, bring us in or you just want I to roll? I think we've, we've just been kind of rolling, Our, so I'm going to do a quick intro okay. and just say, welcome to the Cost of Goods Told podcast. Oh, this new crazy mother... Uh, we have the dynamic duo behind uh, Tejas here, uh, Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue. Um, I apologize how I cut this in or how some weird edits might be on the audio and the video side, but we just started rolling with it. I think the cocktails were going, so it's What's perfect, even more man. weird is actually a trio. Yeah. It is Greg, a trio, that's true. Greg that's is not true. here. Greg is not here, but yeah. You know, he's, um, he's, um, he's actually... Probably, he's about to start pulling briskets here in about Greg, we miss you. We yeah. wish you were here. Yeah, uh, you're like true. the unicorn, but yeah. uh, one day we will catch up to you. <laughs> my, my first job out of college, I was selling ladies' swimwear in South Texas and Southern Louisiana with Catalina. <laughs> really? Yeah, and it don't sound nearly as, it's not nearly as good as it sounds. All right. Mostly you're dealing with grumpy mom-and-pop retailers. Okay, all right. You know, and you were schlepping in samples and bags everywhere. <laughs> but... You know, I would drive over to Louisiana in those days, and man, that was, you know, you didn't know where to go. The best way to get an uh, idea of where to go eat was either from your customers that lived in that town or um, the hotel clerk. Right. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's where you did. You asked the person when you're checking in where to eat. And most of the time, you know, they always had their affiliations and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. in those days, I would say in, in southern Louisiana in particular, shoot man maybe half the places you would go were cash only really? yeah oh yeah it, not too many of them took credit cards so um anyway you've just been a peddler you're like yeah. your whole life <laughs> you know, that's what Denny's. gives you that's what gives you the gift of gab then oh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. well you're, you're a good writer too yes, you have great yes. low write-ups you know well, on yes. instagram and thank you i i try you know <laughs> it takes me a while to a couple of Manhattans and it starts the words yeah, flow. Right. Yeah. My peak performances are on a fresh pot of coffee <laughs> and then after a few whiskeys. <laughs> That's yeah. why you between, always do the sunrise shots and yeah. the sunset shots. Yeah, right. Exactly right. <laughs> Everything in between is questionable. Yeah. yeah. So then I I took a job selling parts for railroad cars after that in the same basic territory, Louisiana and Texas. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I spent Twenty, oh, almost thirty years traveling to Louisiana on a regular basis. So, were you born there? Yeah. I was born in Dallas. Okay. Yeah, right. I was born in Dallas. Lived in Houston since '76. Okay. So, Greg, my brother, he was born in Lubbock. Um, you know, we both missed being born in Texas by six weeks. <laughs> my dad was a was a delivery salesman for Wonder Bread in Dallas. Okay. Out of college, he and my mom flunked out of college, and. Uh, I always tell them, so you, you know, I'm sure that I was came out of a frat party, right? And, <laughs> and uh, she denies that. But anyway, so he was delivering Wonder Bread in Dallas, Texas, and then took a job with Catalina, and they wanted him in California to train. So I was born six weeks later. They put everything they had in one car and drove to L.A. And wow. so I spent my first two years on Long Beach. I don't remember it. Okay. And then they gave him his first sales territory in West Texas, and he, they moved into Lubbock. Um, and six weeks later, Greg was born in Lubbock. So we, we were pretty close to not being native Texans. <laughs> yeah, your mom made sure that, yeah. that her boys it were going to be it just happened. native Texans. True Texans. Right. Fifth generation yeah. Texans. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty good. Yep. You know. so. I'm a mutt, so. 
from Florida. So. Michelle's from Florida. <laughs> She's from Are y'all married? Well, we've been together since 2005. So technically, you're, you're yeah. common law. Yeah. Common law. Okay. One day, we'll... We may fix that one day. Yeah, we'll Will just you have to kids together or no? No, no. no. Okay. No children. Right. He, yeah. he had the, the, the three beautiful kids, and um, I had none. Okay. But I feel like I have children, like, all over. I just kind of take Order. everybody in. Four of my grandkids. I love... Yeah, I love, I love his family. That's yeah. awesome. His kids are awesome. Grandkids are awesome. So I feel like they're, yeah. like, all part of me. Yeah, That's yeah. Good. Well, how long y'all been together then? Since 2005. Yeah, 2005, met, okay. Yeah. 2005. In, in, in Florida. Florida. Yeah, yes. restaurant. Yeah, Pre-restaurant. Yes. Okay. Were you was, in the restaurant business at all? No, no. I was actually there at a bachelorette um, party with one of my friends that was um, pushing 40 or was 40. And so she had never been married, and we were like, woohoo, let's get her married but off. But you were in the food business there in Panama City. Well, that's true. I take that back. So, yes, um, originally my past, um, in a nice way, I'm from Panama City, Florida, okay. born and raised, and I uh, worked um, for about 18 years, give or take, off and on, in a family business called Something's Cooking yeah. in Panama City. So that's where my name, <laughs> Holland, comes from. My maiden name is Dudley, so I'm Michelle Ann Dod Dudley Holland. Okay. That would be my full name. And um, Hanlore Holland, she's German, um, created this cute little gourmet shop in Panama City, Florida. <laughs> and we're like, we did caterings, very Martha Stewart. So absolutely um, food business. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Like when I met him and when I was living in Vegas, he came and visited me. One of the first things, things I made you was my version of... Do you remember? Uh -uh. A couple things. Oh, uh, what did you make? I, I, did, my, <laughs> I did my cheese grits. Yes. Cheese grits, that's I right. I did my cheese right. grits yeah, was, with yeah. with my um, sautéed shrimp. Yeah, shrimp and grits. Shrimp and grits. Yeah. Nice. And Very nice. And had a little Probably marsala. Probably the first time I actually had that dish. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, he was just, wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then made you eggs Benedict. And yeah. I still do. She makes right? a hollandaise sauce from scratch. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. So then you are a cook. Oh. Yeah, I'm a foodie. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm like, naturally, I was one of those little girls that had the old cookbooks go into the grandparents' house yeah. and, you know, like get up like little, they made me a little stool, <laughs> you know, I'd get up on the, the stove top and I'd stir the pot. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just basically like open up cookbooks and just, just like make things. Yeah. I made Divinity, I think, when I was around nine the first time. <laughs> My mom doesn't like me to tell that story because she could never really make the Divinity. <laughs> oh, wow. So, because it ended up being taffy or chewy. And I remember, you know, at a very young age, I actually made divinity. She's like, "Well, okay." <laughs> so no more kitchen for you, young lady. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Michelle's a natural so, baker. Y'all love baking. Cook. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you prefer baking then over traditional dishes and side dishes and things of that nature, actually, or you enjoy them both? All of it. I mean, baking is truly my passion, hmm. but I love sauce. Like I love <laughs> making sauces, okay. and I just like make things up in my head and sautéing. I love to take fresh meat. You know, and season it, and, and you know, pan searing it, finish things in the oven. Yeah. So like everything from yeah. scratch. Yeah. I get the benefit of all. Yeah. So why are you not four hundred pounds? <laughs> well, no, right? <laughs> Tell me well, the secret so yeah. I don't become four hundred pounds. <laughs> I, think, I think it's uh, clean cooking, man. You Moderation. know, it's, you know, it's just good, good food, and eating right. You know, and a lot of work too. I mean, sure, uh, a lot of hours working, but and Michelle's a master at. Pan searing something and finish an oven to perfection. So, Thank I mean, you. yep, absolute master. <laughs> so, um, it's sort of elevated cooking too, if you think right. Yeah, it's multi-step. Yeah. You got to really plan for it, think ahead. It makes us a hard customer when we go out to eat. 
Mm-hmm. We really does. I'm we, complicated yeah. with food. I just want to deconstruct. We have high, high expectations. <laughs> like I actually came over here and I pulled up Beaver's menu, and I was you know because we're an hour and a half late, but we left at four. I was preparing myself if mm. we had the opportunity to sit down and order some food. Yeah. I was like, okay, I got this, you know, and I wasn't going to be like another hour going, hmm, what do I want? <laughs> but I was already de- deconstructing yeah. like, oh, the salmon the salad really would be great with that chili lime vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, rather than the ranch dressing. I mean, but maybe the yard bird, see, I memorized yeah. the recipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, actually yeah. made more sense to do the ranch dressing. Oh, but the Cobb salad truly should have been a, um, a blue cheese dressing. Scott goes, oh, really? I said, true Cobb salads are blue cheese based dressings. Right. Mm. So we are already foodie. So y'all are the the two the two person ticket that's this big with the modifiers oh, yeah. that are just red, 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 red. You know, that's oh, yeah. perfect though. And the alcohol it's, bill is like way over yeah. here. There you go. Yeah. So then it's yeah. it's worth it for the server. <laughs> so, so really, when you're done with the restaurant business, which obviously won't be time soon, you could become consultants. Sure, <laughs> we'll never quit doing what we're doing. We'll always be doing something. Yeah, we just it's who we are. Yeah, we're kind of semi-retired, even though we work 80 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, we, I look at it as my retirement. So um, it's what we love to do. It's when you tell when you see people say, "Find your passion." Yeah, um, we're fortunate enough to have found that. Um, it, we're kind of forced into it a little bit, but because um, rail industry was not uh, providing what I needed to make a living, so mm-hmm. we had to take this chocolate thing and try to make a living. <laughs> I was, and uh, added, added barbecue to, to make to pay the bills. Yeah, this stressed yeah, yeah. me out because yeah. it was in my kitchen um, for like yeah. six months. Yeah. So you were I mean, following the cottage law for six and, months and I was, and I, at I flea markets, right? Doing Absolutely. your thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We started started making it at home, and we got encouraged to sell it at the farmers market, and that's exactly what we did. Top Made off. it at home. Yes. So I sold it at the farmers market, and then uh, it was a hit. And you were doing kind of like the the school of YouTube to figure oh, out yeah, how to yeah. do the chocolate well, side of it. But you know, you can Google it, but you have to be able willing to put in the research, the time to read, right. and research, and get into it, and figure out what makes sense and what doesn't. And I would learn something and then apply it, and then go back and reread something and discover. That's what they meant by that. Right. And so it was more of a hands-on process than anything. But there were shortcuts for me, not only in chocolate, but also barbecue um, information through the interweb, for sure. Right. Yeah. And it was it, it's the, it was the style of the true bean-to-bar yeah. that, that separates you. Yeah. But then it's also a whole other process that adds in a couple complicated factors that can be thrown into it you know, you know? You around sometimes and yeah i always tell you in business you're looking for this niche or something unique and I stumbled across this bean to bar process and started digging into it and um i was fascinated by it to start with like this this chocolate discovery like holy holy cow they roast beans different depending on what origin a cacao comes from and all these things and it there's actually possible to make your own chocolate at home I just got sucked into it, and then I bought some really good chocolate from some makers around the country, and it, for the first time, experienced uh, handcrafted chocolate at a very high level, mm. and I was blown away by how good it was. <laughs> yes, and, we were. Yeah, it was, and so you couldn't find that locally, which was, find that what, locally. what sort of motivated yeah. you to start and making your own? Until we did our research. Then. Yeah, so then and I started looking around, and there's nobody in the entire state of Texas doing this process from bean to bar, and so that 
kind of got my business radar up. Yeah. Nobody's doing that yet, so there's an opportunity. And so, it's like brewing beer, you know, all, everybody brewing beer. Yeah. It was like a new niche sure. kind of concept. Yeah. Because you mean, think like that. You've always yeah. take a concept and kind of go above the thought process. Right. So we didn't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We got started making chocolate for about under, just right at $1,000. Yeah. And started messing around. It was really a hobby. Yes. And, but we decided to brand it as Tejas Chocolate in 2011. And sell it at the farmers market and just kind of see where, see where, what would, what would happen. Mm-hmm. And um, Whole Foods picked us up, and Central Market picked us up, and Kroger Marketplace. And for a while, we were. It was. I found interesting. We were selling more chocolate out of state than we were in Texas. Really? Oh, how funny! Yeah, especially in New York. We were part of the whole yeah. Manhattan chocolate New York society, society yeah. scene. Oh, was yeah. uh, we was were, this still under like uh, cottage law, like for you know, like you doing it out of the house? Uh, yeah, production and yeah. so forth. Or yeah. well, we actually we created got, a DBA though. We we yeah. had created Teos Chocolate. Okay, so you already set up. Yeah, through our old business called yeah. Steel Line. But so. we when we started making chocolate connoisseurs, like any other connoisseur of either wine or tequila, or whatever they they have their radar up for new and different, and all of a sudden this chocolate producer. Bean to Bar popped up in Texas, so people got really curious about it. So we were selling a lot of chocolate and shipping it to New York, to Seattle's another big hub area. We were shipping chocolate to Belgium. Belgium? Of all oh, places. holy cow! Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was really funny for there for about a year. We can honestly say that we ship we sold more chocolate out of state <laughs> than we did in state. Well, let me ask you a question about that. So. So it's number one, super cool that you you take this idea yeah. and it evolves into well, let's make chocolate at home. Yeah. Let's do bean to bar. Yeah. But how did you market yourselves to New York and how did you market yourselves to Belgium or did they find you? Did you send out a radar SOS or did they find you guys? They uh, they found us. What I did was open up a Twitter account. Uh-huh. And so you you open up a Twitter account, yeah. Tejas Chocolate, and you start tweeting about chocolate, and people have Bean these... Bean Bar, you know, Craft Artisan Chocolate. Kind of like the bloggers and barbecue. Yeah. Right. You get picked up, and then people start talking about it, wow. and next thing you know, the Chocolate Society folks, they're wanting to... They're, they're intrigued by it, and so that's... It was just... It was really through Twitter. That's interesting, because, you know, as many guests as we've had on the show, and there's probably more stories, you know, we haven't... We asked similar questions, but yeah. no one's ever almost blame their success right. on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> for that. You can draw a line back to those early days at Twitter for just, a, you know, er, to sure. s- started a chain reaction of things. Good for you. Yeah. Good. So, but but I also that, think there's a small community in this whole craft chocolate yeah. world yeah. that came out and yeah. um, connected with, with you. And yeah. it's like like Dallas Market. There's a Well, there's a there's an organization, a group up there, DallasChocolate.org. Right. They do a really beautiful job every year of a chocolate festival in Dallas. Mm-hmm. They get the local confectioners, and they bring in bean-to-bar makers from uh, all, all over the, the country. Cool. And so they made it into a festival, so we were a part of that. Okay. Yeah. And so there's this... This following of craft American craft chocolate, which is it's pretty cool. It got a global following. It reminds me a little bit of Texas barbecue mm-hmm. because American craft chocolate chocolate has this global following. It's like these crazy Americans kind of <laughs> took all this stuff that Europeans were doing and said, "Eh, we're doing do it this way," and the whole world's intrigued by it. Right. And uh, so America started this whole movement of bean to bar chocolate, 
and we just kind of caught that wave. Is the chocolate world similar to like the barbecue world in that it's everybody's trying to elevate each other? I mean, if you talk about craft barbecue guys, it's the, they want to be at the festivals with you. Yeah. They want to talk to you. They yeah. want to see what's going on. They want to elevate you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally you know, so people showing up trying to sell their cacao. You know, like my cacao's the best. You know, I mean that's. Yeah. There's, there's definitely peer groups, yeah. and I'm connected with lots of makers around the country, and they're sharing information, um, usually very helpfully. You know, like this this piece of equipment works great, or mm-hmm. not so great, or I'm doing this, or your temps are, need to be this, or try this. So it's um, it's just another peer group on a little bit smaller scale, not sure. quite as broad and popular as barbecue but mm-hmm. totally yeah there's an american peer group of chocolate makers and were you just doing bars at the time or were you expanding yeah. into other things yeah. just bars in just bars. we were just in making bars all about single origin chocolate because that's the true craft of what we were trying to focus on mm-hmm. and i think we're really hitting it i think successfully scott as the chocolate maker was doing an amazing job <laughs> making chocolate and here we are it's, it's, it's really equipment is a huge factor because mm-hmm. when I think back what we started with some of these small little machines and you got to have redneck in you you got to have duct tape. some redneck ingenuity you got to have right. duct tape you got to right. have PCV piping right. and, and bungee cords yeah. and so like yeah. when I think about the winner yeah. you know when you first started it it was like this, well, this, this first like menage Whatever, I don't know what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dale Car- Hall. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the Dale Carnegie. Yeah, the Menage. A threesome and a winner. And now I look at this winner and it's just so tight and organized. It's a hooterism. She makes these words up. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, my first winner was PVC pipe, <laughs> oh my. duct tape, and a leaf blower, and a hair dryer. Awesome. So, yeah, I would, you know, you, get, you just kind of make it up. As well, they said a good red a good redneck only needs uh wd-40 and duct yes. tape yeah. if it moves it needs wd-40 if it's not supposed to move you put <laughs> duct tape on exactly. it that's <laughs> so true that's so true but, but one of my funny things is like the mayans so you know it's kind of interesting taking the whole concept of chocolate go back to the mayans yeah. and, and they're the ones that invented it and you know the old-fashioned way he can explain more of it he made me put an apron on and he says okay michelle we're going to go out there and you're going to you're, we're going to take the husk off you know, after you cracked and winnowed, winnow. yeah, yeah, winnowed these nibs, and it's like you're, there's this airy way of kind of just taking the nibs with the air and the wind. No, it didn't work. <laughs> so, but he said that's how they used to do it. That's I'm like, right. You just make you right. look stupid, man. No, uh, <laughs> it was awesome. But you were willing. Yeah, you were a willing participant. I was. See? Sure. It's I all about support. So I, she was very enthusiastic. I, I just kind of came home one day and I said, um, <laughs> "I'm going to try and make chocolate." She's like. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And um, it, it wore on her after a while because I had messes in the kitchen. I was the cleaner-upper. Oh. Messes, messes <laughs> on the back patio. So it wore her out after a while. So we moved, <laughs> we moved a chocolate operation out of the home kitchen into a converted office space at a business that we had in the rail industry. And okay. It's kind of scaled up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So you were still doing rail oh, yeah. Yeah. while you were getting yeah. into this chocolate yep. business. Yep. Even when we opened up Tejas, we had manufacturing chocolate going on. We had the new business, and I was st- we were st- I was still running a steel line, yeah. packaging up like nuts and bolts yep. and eye bolts and yeah, because we needed money. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we fund were your still, yeah. your obsession. It, it was it was intense. It was 
scary. It was How very long was emotional. that? So for those entrepreneurs yeah. and those yeah. people jumping into business and quote unquote side hustle, side grind, blah yeah. blah blah, yeah. right? Yeah. How long were you guys doing both jumping into chocolate, um, experimenting, yeah. um, farmers markets, and doing the rail work? How yeah. long was that window? Um, so the chocolate started in 2011. Okay, mm. as a hobby, and it escalated, 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 and then we signed a lease on uh, the restaurant in August of 2014. Okay. Okay, and we didn't get, we were promised we'd get to move into there in three months, but it didn't happen for a year. <laughs> wow. Oh. So it was a really Jeez. slow process. October 14th, 2015. Yeah, so um, luckily we had the rail business kind of keeping us yeah. afloat. Yeah, yeah, We knew it was deteriorating. The industry that we were in was... Uh, the particular niche we were in was failing. It was uh, in the coal market. Natural gas got cheap. Coal cars are not, no longer really needed. Right. A product line I had was becoming obsolete. So um, we knew we could see the writing on the wall, and we were feeling pressure from a timeline. So we got the restaurant open in October 2015, and we still processed rail car orders probably all the way through 2016. Holy cow. About yeah. 18 months. Yeah. So really, you're talking four and a half, almost five years yes. of overlap. Years. Yeah, of overlap. Yeah. So that's really important because I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast or any right. that think, I'd really like to leave my corporate job right. and I'd really like to dive into being my own boss and yeah. doing my own thing. I don't think they understand that for four and a half, five years, you're double dipping and yeah. overlapping mm-hmm. yeah. on, right. on a consistent amount of income, yeah. right, to offset your hobby right. yeah. uh, until you can, and, and even then, right, your restaurant opens and... And I know this, some of the yeah. story. Yeah, you couldn't survive on chocolate alone. So yeah. the important part is you were yeah. you put in all the side hustle and grind for five years yeah. almost. Right. Yeah, and then right. finally decided, okay, now we're just going to focus on chocolate. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So yeah. you, but you expanded your line. You did. You went. Well, the barbecue, the barbecue came very close to never happening. Well, you expanded your chocolate line. Yeah, we're we also started, we, we, we well we're expanding our customer base. Okay. So we're selling more wholesale chocolate. stores. And yeah, more and more we we're what building this business, and um, we had a big warehouse facility. We needed to get out of that. We didn't need it for the rail anymore. So we we're looking for a building with the right price and the right footprint to, mm-hmm. to do chocolate. Mm-hmm. And we just missed on a space in Tomball that would have been big enough and the right price to do chocolate alone. That's right. And um, we we're searching around the area, and we found the old house on Elm Street. Okay. And that's when we said, you know, this would be a really cool building, but it's kind of like the building almost defined our next steps. Mm-hmm. We wanted it, couldn't afford to pay for it, so we're like, what are we going to do? And then we said, let's sell barbecue. Right. And it was calling us, though. I think yeah. I think it was all kind of, you know, like Scott and I have a strong Christian faith. We believe in God and I mean you got to believe in something yeah amen and so because of that I mean like we did a lot of praying and we keep praying every yeah. day and I, I really think our faith you know is to help kind of you know continue to keep building what we're building in our lives and yeah. it's, it's just like a constant up yeah. and down battle mm-hmm. you know it's just when you think you got it figured out you don't yeah but I mean truly every day we we, we wake up and we say thank you Lord for we're alive and yeah. we're breathing well, we say our prayers, and we, we had we looked at yeah. ourselves and said, you know, we have the three of us, Talent. me, you know, Michelle, myself, and Greg. We got a certain skill set that we think I knew nothing about running a restaurant. Greg, Greg does had been doing it. Michelle's been involved in right. retail, yeah. gourmet food. Well, I'm just kind of making chocolate. And I was a good, pretty, pretty darn good backyard barbecue warrior yes. type, right? Very so, yeah. <laughs> um, so we sat down and started doing a math on it, and we said, you know, if we can sell 300. 
plates of barbecue a week at an average PPA of twelve bucks, we can we can make these numbers work. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And so that's that was our opening goal was to sell three hundred tickets a week at twelve bucks a head. <laughs> and me, Greg, and Michelle opened it up with two employees. So. Yeah. So and we hold did. hold that thought. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk more about Tejas. We're All gonna right. talk about how it's evolved from just you know a bean to bar and truffles and how you guys came up with that business plan yeah. which not a lot of people know yeah. but that come up with the business plan and then how you implemented it and how you made it all work we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors we'll come right back and jump right back into with michelle who we never introduced i know we did we didn't right? introduce <laughs> the guest so that's okay no, no, no. i'll find a way to cut it in or something so no no i know right <laughs> with a sultry voice and right. i'm talking about scott no i'm talking about scott <laughs> So we'll be right back with uh, Scott and Michelle from Tejas Barbecue and Chocolate Factory. And we'll be back in a second. Thank you. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. You know, really before the chocolate came, we really wanted to do agave, like tequila. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to make that. You know, but agave is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> right, and you can't call it tequila I mean, unless it's made in Mexico, right? So right? Agave, yeah. right? Well, they won't so. let they won't let the blue agave out right. of Mexico. Oh, they protect that religiously, and of course, the name tequila. Right. Okay, yeah. So, so we love drink sipping on mezcal, yeah. and yeah, I love a good. Uh, that's what, on my bucket list: is go down to Oaxaca and Jalisco and all that, and yeah. you know, go around to some of these places where. They've been making the same mezcal recipe for probably about 500 years and the same earthen pit and the same donkey and the same <laughs> rock. You know, That's an old-ass donkey. Yeah, yeah, he gets well, it done. He moves right. slow, but he gets it done. Gets maybe, it. maybe it's a ninth generation <laughs> donkey. Yeah, I was going to say. Just rolling that big stone over it. and they, you know, they, barbecue, they basically barbecue the agaves in the earth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just find the whole thing fascinating. Well, I mean, it, you know, I went... I was down in Monterey and discovered good te- tequila from a client at lunch. That's, <laughs> lunch <laughs> That's how they work. Yeah, right. That's how it works. So he, he, he ordered, he said, we wanted to have this drink called the Banderita in Mexico, mm-hmm. which is a shot of white tequila, a shot of lime juice, and a shot of sangria, mm. which they all, a lot of places make in-house. So huh. the colors are, are white, green, yes. and red sure. for, that, for the flag, sure. right? So I took a sip of that tequila, and it happened to be a Don Julio Blanco. I'm like, whoa, that's I'm I'm used to the stuff that you end up in the bushes tossing yeah. the cookies. <laughs> I thought Jose Cuervo. That's Gold not normal. Was, no. I mean, that's not normal. <laughs> so I got inquisitive about it and discovered this whole world of again a craft. These yeah, craftsmen, of course. These families um, down there for generations in Mexico making these old world recipes. Doing it by hand. So second retirement will be moving to Mexico, taking over <laughs> one of these. You know, yeah, Mexico Beach. Mexico Beach, Florida yeah. is a possibility. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you'll shells from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything is. You can fly everything in. You can ship everything yeah. these days. Yeah. So I'm sure you can find a young a young gentleman in Mexico to help you out with a case of whatever tequila you well, want. Well, uh, Juan was at Juan Matata, his uh, barbecue place down here in Guadalajara. 
he keeps inviting me down to go down. And so Sound I'm, like a road I'm, trip. I'm, 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 I'm going to take him up on it. You need somebody to drive you? Bodyguard? I'm thinking we I'm thinking we find like a basement in Breaking Bad this, like where we're going to start like Scott just down in the <laughs> yeah. basement making this awesome tequila. We can take him to tequila, work. We can know? bring him home from work. That's right. I mean, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. You you can drink what you make, you know, like yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. sort There's of so thing. So many you know? parallels of what we do because they har- you know the good makers harvest agave at the right age yeah. and time, and they they cook it slowly, and temperatures go up slow and down slow, and so it's just a whole whole process. It's very science based. Very very science. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in baking too. Or yeah, baking. Or baking. Baking's a science. Baking Smoking's is. a science. Making. Yes. Making yeah. <laughs> very delicious tequila the, is a science. The ingredients and the methods matter on the end result yeah. of the product. And yeah. not everybody's willing to pay for that. I mean, how many people are going to plunk down $200 for a bottle of tequila or mezcal? Oh. But, but a lot of people aren't going to go through that whole process either. Yeah. It's just like smoking a brisket yeah. or whatnot. Any mistake in the early stages of that smoke, yeah. you know, I mean, it just escalates, 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 right. you know. And it's the same thing with you know, either beer or, you know, tequila or whatever you're making that's kind of craft like that. If you're not thorough throughout the whole process and you don't start it right, right. you know, I mean, you could have, you could have the PCB pipe and the, and the leaf blower doing things, but you got to know what you're doing yeah. to make right, sure right, that, right. that that product's still working, you know, give anybody a great smoker. If you don't know what you're doing with it, whether it's a Moberg or a, you know, uh, what, uh, an Academy special. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, okay. it, yeah. you give them we, top of the line type of, of thing, but yeah. yeah. We got that from Corkscrew. That's how they started. Yeah, 199 bucks for a smoker from Academy. That's all they could afford, and look where they are. But he was killing it on on that, you know, because he was he was taking the time. If he if you give somebody who's who's not taking the time and and taking that effort, doesn't matter what piece of equipment you have, you know, you're just not going to get a good product out of it. It's the same thing with a brisket. (laughs) We have three different pits now, and they're and they're all offset smokers. Mm Um, but all three of them run completely different. You want <laughs> you want to bring them in? You want to bring them in? So that uh, I mean, we're cool. I mean, I well, can I, I can find a way. So real quick, is that yeah. <laughs> when I first moved here to Texas? Okay, I'm from Florida, Panama City, Florida, and Scott said, "Hey, I want to make a brisket for you." And I go, "Steak? Actually, a grilled steak?" No, no, no. That oh. well, I was talking about brisket. Okay, we didn't it's talk your story. About. I'll shut up. <laughs> that Smart would be man. about hey, the carrot souffle. You want to get so married if you want to go back to the carrot souffle and the steak, that would be a good story. But this is me talking about brisket. I didn't know what a brisket was, y'all. Okay. I mean, seriously, I never heard of brisket. <laughs> I, I mean, I eat fried grouper sandwiches, yeah. oysters on the half shell from Appalachicola. Snapper cheeks. Scallops. Oh, yeah, all, thank you. My dad was a fisherman. <laughs> I mean, I grew up as a fisherman's daughter. Literally, he's like the old man in the sea. So <laughs> I was so spoiled. I had no idea how privileged I was and think, God, seafood again. Normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if I could only go back to that sure. today, you know, I miss that 100%. But so the story is, on a quick note, is Scott's like, well, we're going to do a brisket. So I think we had an academy. I had, kinda, I had a Weber Smoky Mountain. Is that what it was? Yeah. And he made me stay up all night, <laughs> and we had lawn chairs. To appreciate. To, yeah. and, and, I, and I'm still trying to understand, like, when are we going to eat? You know, right. he's like, we're going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean we're going to eat tomorrow? <laughs> so, you know, he's like, he got me liquored up, and, you know, by, like, 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm passed out with, like, you know, my pillows and the lawn chair, and I got my little comfy <sighs> You know, pillows and blankets on me, and I woke up and I'm like, "Is it time to eat yet?" Right. Almost. <laughs> so that was my story about a brisket. That's awesome. Yeah. And That's really honestly, cool. Honestly, the first time I ever tasted a brisket, I was 
beside myself. And then he was explaining to me like where the brisket comes from, and and again, you know, fish are okay. You know, fish they're not hurt, <laughs> right? And that's a whole other topic of me driving home, and I go through the cow pastures, <laughs> and I'm like, I love you. I'm so sorry. We love, love surf you. along with the turf every now and then, yeah, right? That's right. But that's right. I'm sorry, cows. Yeah. But anyway, I have a good heart. I mean, well. Well, it's just like so. I tell everybody, though. It's like if I was at the bottom of the food chain, yes. there's a select few barbecue restaurants that I would want to cook me, you know? Yeah, right. And I most of them have been, yeah. So it's like, you know, like I always, yeah, you know, that's how I treated it in my restaurant. <laughs> you know, yeah. So if I was this chicken that died, yes, how am I going to best represent yeah. that chicken on the plate? How am I, I going to treat it as, 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 as good as possible? Yeah. So we do. We, we honor, we, we do. honor our it's good product, yeah. and it's reflected in the quality of the product yeah. too. And it's reflected by the number of people who line up yeah. early to get the yeah. Willy Wonka golden ticket. Right, the golden ticket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we're jumping all over so the place because there's, I mean, there's a know, whole yeah, lore there's, behind you that. Me you off know? With no, so, intro. no, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm it let's I'm just let's just roll, man. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> figure it out on the back end so or whatnot. Angry with that stuff now, you know, like golden ticket. Well, you know, in a fun, cute way, they're like, you know, everybody comes in on Saturday morning and. They think they're the first in line, yeah. unfortunately. Somebody we'll rolls up to the golden ticket. People. We're starting yeah. to, we got to redo the golden tickets, McKenzie. We'll have to get her we to. Few, we have a few that are missing, some missing numbers. Oh, really? Well, but, I mean, you know, I tell everybody, so look, number one, a barbecue joint ought to be quirky. And number two, a chocolate factory ought to be mysterious. So we don't do <laughs> intentionally a great job of explaining how this process works. And I get asked probably three times a week, How's the golden ticket thing work? And I don't even really answer the question. <laughs> you sometimes, dance around sometimes it. Sometimes I'll answer it and say, figure it out. It's a mystery to, for, you to, for, for you to solve. And um, Your son Austin does a great job. He does. He does. He's our Yeti. It came about because um, we were selling chocolate at the farmer's market. And when I go into a farmer's market, Tomball or any, um, it almost gives me goosebumps because you see... And all these little ten by ten booths, mm-hmm. somebody chasing a dream, oh. and it's it's like America one hundred and one. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Market. It's For where sure. everything incubates from. Mm-hmm. And in Tomball, there's a number number of businesses that incubated out of the farmers market. Yes. So the first Saturday, I noticed somebody hanging out in our front yard at nine o'clock in the morning, two hours before we opened for barbecue on Saturday. It really bugged me. I said, No, you need to go over to the farmers market. And do some shopping so we can devise this system and so here take a number go shopping come right. back come be back. for real uh, right. uh, open at 11 and um, have at it so we put them out on saturday morning at 6 30. there's usually two or three or sometimes even more waiting. people waiting for me to put them out <laughs> and like michelle's talking about there's a group of people who know nothing of this right and they get there at 10 30 wow there's nobody here yet. <laughs> there's four line, and here comes the onslaught right. of golden ticket holders. And like, oh, I got um, um, 30 minutes deep already. How many golden tickets you put out? We put out 20. Oh, 20? Oh, wow. wow. A lot more than I thought. Yeah, Holy cow. And so we allow groups of four to six. Four to six people per ticket. Per ticket. Oh. So, yeah. And if you have a group of 12, add it up, multiply it. So, you know, we're like, hey, you're, you're grab three tickets. Fine. Yeah. You're the first in line. Yep. So that's so it could be 120 people could be. in front of everybody. <laughs> Potentially, it's possible. I mean, if you got six yeah. people on a ticket, Seriously. right? It could be 120 wow. people. Is that just Saturdays? So that's, that's that's just on Saturdays and holidays. We start doing our holidays now okay. on holidays. But about three weeks ago, I go out there 
and um, there's a guy waiting on number, and he's got number one, there's, along with two other ones. And I was like, how many's in your party? He's like, oh, just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we opened the doors, and number one wasn't there. Number two came in. And we're like, oh, what happened to number one? And so I get a message on our Facebook page from his wife. I'm holding the ticket ransom. She had fallen at home, and she went to the emergency room. She said, everything's okay, but he had to deal with that. And she goes, is there any way he can come now about noon and get around the line? He works so hard to get number one. Dang right. We'll make it happen. All right. Spike. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Right. Right. (laughs) Which brings up the new concept of the Tejas, which we used to call it Market and Deli, which we're now calling it Tejas Market and Go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, to go. Yeah, market to go. So, market to so go. there's two concepts, right? Two concepts. Tejas, and I always get them mixed up, so you have to correct me. It's a Tejas uh, Chocolate Factory and Barbecue, or Tejas or Chocolate or and Barbecue. Just Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue. Okay. That's kind of like you know, the craftery. Yep. It's always going to be the craftery. So yeah. we started that. That's for when people want to show up. They uh, want to stand in line, drink beer on a Saturday or, or just regular days, suit not, and stand in line. And we created this whole other environment on, you go around the corner on Commerce Street mm-hmm. to where you can bypass the line and do a to-go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we created yeah. like sandwiches, po'boys, and that was a hit or miss. And we're going to bring the, the po'boys back. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you but, say sandwiches important, now do you mean smoked brisket sandwiches? Smoked yeah, exactly. Brisket poor yeah. boys. Okay. Yes. All right. We don't have a we don't have a grill, a flat top in this kitchen. Okay. All right. So we can't do the same buns that we do up in the restaurant. So, but we can do sliced meats and to go. The idea was um, the whole purpose of it was a number one. It's a big prep kitchen for the main restaurant because mm-hmm. we have a tiny little kitchen. I mean, it's about the size of a food truck, mm-hmm. honestly. It really is. It's yeah. small. In the main right? restaurant. This is old, right. really. So, one block, one, one cutting block. Yeah, one, one, yes. one cutting block, one ordering station. That's just how it is. And okay. um, so the, this, this new space allowed us a lot of cold storage and a, a prep kitchen so we could produce more to support the restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's two-thirds of that value is paying for for itself and then we had this retail component in the front so what can we do to make this useful and we wanted to take big to-go orders out of the main line and move it out so and to speed the process up for people who want to come dine in hang out and speed the process up for people who want barbecue to go just kind of separate the two yeah mm-hmm. you know um, sort of like Franklin's got that trailer out back right where all the pre-orders get picked up there it was kind of the idea of it all right but then we got uh, a little bit cocky perhaps we thought we could do all these sandwiches we're gonna turn it into deli nobody's doing any deli sandwiches and it just it just didn't catch on and my baked um, goods and like they were gonna I, do yeah, quiches see, and pies sure. yeah and, like oh my gosh the quiches are amazing and all the baked good concepts that, it, yeah. that i wanted to do and create that which is like my passion mm-hmm. it just didn't it sounds so. I heard that on the other podcast right. was the brisket quiche and a, yeah. a manly yes. quiche was. I Thank was like, you. yeah, yes. that I I that and then it was it was the po- I think you talked about like a pasta dish that y'all yeah. did with some. Yeah. Um, I think it was like, or maybe it was the uh, the um, smoked chicken uh, salad. Uh, well, Greg Greg one time for a party made a uh, smoked chicken al forno. Okay, okay, yeah. Because yeah. he's an Italian chef right. by trade. Right, yeah. And we had this party, he gave him his chicken. He made his al forno with smoked yeah. chicken. It was spectacular. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we make these dishes like that and we go, 
Hmm. Can we add that? What can we? But you know, you, re, you have to reel yourself in because yeah. you can only mm-hmm. do so much. Yeah, execution that's kind of what happened key, with right? the bakery stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, we just can't physically do all this stuff. And honestly, I think the the baking stuff is even harder. Mm-hmm. It is. I started having people arrive to work before I did. Mm-hmm. These bakers and the freshness issue of baked goods and all that. It's really hard to manage, and we didn't have the volume. We could, we were in this catch twenty two, you bake all the stuff and you don't sell it and you throw it away and you just get in this, you know. So we just decided, you know, it's just not working. Let's just focus on barbecue to go pre orders and do that. And that that element of it is, is quite successful. So so when you talk about success, right? Obviously the Teja, the craftery side and the barbecue side took off. Yes. You're having to give out tickets. You got people lining up early. <laughs> exactly. You're and, and you're look, you're riding a wave of success and you're like, right. "Hey, guess what? This building's almost attached." Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do this, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that same success didn't carry over. Right. Right. So, during those lessons of why isn't this taking off? Yeah. What did you come up with? Why what did you think the reason was? Yeah. Was it location? Was it the food? Yeah. Was it too advanced? Was it too far behind? I mean, what was your thoughts I got on what's yours? Good. You always you want to go first. No, no, go. <laughs> Ladies slower. first. No, he's slower. Oh, he's slower. Yeah, he's slower. <laughs> well, my, my first of all, I don't think we ever had a very clear picture of what we wanted to do. We were not focused, and we just couldn't really decide. The retail component front of that was almost an afterthought. It was like, okay, we're going to, and we just never could took the time to give it a really clear plan or direction. Okay. That's part of it. Secondly, it turns out to be just a terrible location for food. Mm. There's no traffic on Commerce Street. Uh, we don't get any walk-ins, people looking around trying to explore. It's only people who have either ordered food or they see our line at the main restaurant. We have a sign that says, go over here. They bail out of the line to try to get uh, you know, some Same quicker. thing, yeah, same right. menu over same. there. And we fight that all the time. I want a chopped beef sandwich on that brioche bun. Well, I don't have that over here. And they get frustrated. And, so we kind of create some aggravation okay. that way. Right. Um, but I, I mean, that's my opinion is that we didn't have a really clear focused direction on it and it's just not a good location. But you tried. We did. You tried. But well, it's really actually working out in a weird way. I think it's just a slow yeah. build, you know, like Fridays and Saturdays, man, they're just like, it's crazy. Like this past Saturday, yeah, we were really busy. We were really busy. Yeah. And, and then the, the other the key factor is that's the catering. So when we're making our, we want to grow our catering business. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, we have a, a brand new Moberg showing up, like September <laughs> or something, another yeah. one. Yeah. Shout, out yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the Moberg. Shout out to the Moberg. But Day. Um, Labor Day. There's and another so, mortgage you just took out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started on that. Uh, the, you know, thank God the dogs, Cooper and Gus, are like, please make sure we have plenty of chicken strips. So, you know, they're doing good. <laughs> but, uh, but real quick, my answer to you was that we're competing with Tejas chocolate and barbecue. That's true. Mm-hmm. So it's like no matter what, people look at Tejas and they see the sign, but they're like, we got to go to the barbecue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? See the and, line. And, go to the line. Right. right. Just, go to the I line. People don't get it. Like, then they, when they finally understand, like, oh, wait, you guys are the same. Like, yes. <laughs> we were standing there one we, day. You know, it's. We had virtually nobody in the market deli ordering any sandwiches or anything. And I'm just standing there. You know, Brandon and John Allen works for us. And he's been with us a little over a year now. And uh, he looks at me and says, you all right, boss? He goes, man, I'm just kind of bored. I don't got nothing to do. No customers. And Brandon said, the assholes next door is stealing all your customers. 
So, <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, I know. Yes. That, was, that, was a, that was a good line. That was a really good line. So when y'all had just the the, the house, <laughs> you were doing the barbecue and the chocolate and out the, of that same building. Wow. Okay. So for people who either haven't been or you know, I'm going to try and put it up on yeah. on a video portion for yeah. it, but. House has kind of that, that front porch area, yeah. kind of the side area. You've got some yeah. outdoor seating and so forth. When you walk in, there's a little counter on the left-hand side, and that's kind of like the line kind of follows that. You've got you, Chocolate. your chocolates on yeah. display and so forth. There's right. like the coffee in the corner, um, and then there's your order counter. Yeah. When I'm walking in, I'm, I'm trying to remember it correctly. You had one, two, three, four, five people literally in the space like you talk about it, it it wasn't any bigger than what my food truck was yeah. um and so you had the block you had hot holding you had i think it was a fryer or something flat oh, top, flat top. Right. and then um and then, the and then you got a little bit of space yeah. that that goes long but yeah. you also have storage and yeah. then like refrigerator right. and yeah. then we have a true uh, yeah and that's tight. tight. That's yeah. very tight. So yes. then outside of that, so right when you step out the back of that, yeah. you've got two smokers. Yeah. You've got another one that's kind of got its own little shed. Yeah. And then I think you've got your original, what I would Black say, like your bean, your your bean roaster, or yeah. like yeah. your yeah, yeah, the original brick oven. Yeah, the little, yes. the little, yeah, yeah really cool. Yeah. Now across the street, you've got another smoker. Same wheel. Right. Same wheel. Okay. And then that, that other building. So yeah. the other building, when you walk in, it's got your big prep tables. Yeah. It's got where you're going to press your, uh, your sausages. Yeah. Right. It's got the... And I apologize for, for, the, for the audio nobody listeners. Nobody can see what you're talking about. If anybody about. gives a I can, just but nobody keep, can. Keep it's skipping ahead. It's, just it's, just it's skip forward. It's a lot forward, to try to explain so. because it's a maze. It is. Yeah. A, it is you a took the words out of my mouth. It's exactly... It's, it's a, a bit of a maze. But you do have... With, with that other space, yeah. you have not only dedicated space yeah. for that, yeah. you know, because you've got convection ovens in the back there, then you have its own storage area. Um, the footprint is relatively large, but yeah. then right. you have the chocolate area, you know, right. and I mean, that, that area That's is kept well refrigerated and manufacturing. Right. And then, like you said, you've got that little kind of storefront right. side to it. So the footprint is actually really large, but... It's for, all chopped up. It's, 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 it's chopped it's up, but it's also... It's, it's three different buildings. Right. You got the old house, and then these other two buildings were in the 40s, the old humble oil camp houses okay oh, wow. converted so um it just kind of and they're all kind of some of them share a wall some of them don't but they're all within a short step or two of each other right and what happened was the old building we had where the chocolate is today was storage for us so we had that when we opened mm -hmm. and we were making the chocolate in the back of the old building and when texas monthly happened not only did the barbecue go nuts, so did the chocolate. We literally went from selling three or four hundred of these truffles a week to twelve hundred a week. Wow! And so that's, we that's needed just like every yeah. Congratulations! Thank yeah, it's, Thank it's been incredible, <laughs> and we needed more room to make chocolate. We need more seating. Mm -hmm. That's when we cleaned out the storage and turned it into a chocolate factory. And the building in between us was a clothing store, and oh. it, same guy, same property owner, and it became available. And we were just able to tie it all together. Okay. So yeah, we have basically um, uh, just a little under six thousand total square feet of restaurant, kitchen, storage, and smokers, production, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, all that stuff. Tails compound. Yeah, it's a compound. But the, but the building is. in between us, the what I call the prep kitchen, mm -hmm. that put us in the sausage game. Right. We were yes. not able to make. We didn't have room to make sausage in the old. I was surprised you were able to make chocolate in there. I mean, because you got two competing factors. I mean, right. hot and cold, and chocolate's yeah, got to right. be, 
you know, maintained, you know. We so the white room over there in the back right corner of the building. Right, okay. It's uh-huh. the coolest room in the building. If you go in there, you'll notice that it's always about five or ten degrees cooler than the rest <laughs> of the building. That was by design. It's got extra air going into right. there. Okay. So this, that's the room you want to eat in this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. Well, I got, I got lucky because when I came out, I mean, outside it was beautiful temperature and it felt like, you know, you could just spread out in, yeah. in the entire area. Yeah. When the heat is going, it you know, y'all do have limited seating and so yes. forth. Totally. But yeah. that that's where I'm like, man, grab your plate and freaking go over to the to the cafe, you know, side yeah. or to the, yep. you know, to the storefront side because y'all got some seating in there too. Yeah, so it's like, man. tables in there. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't take very many people. That's the other thing too about that space. It's, I think we have five, four or five tables in there, and so really, you really you don't realize how small it is the, um, in front of that. And, but when you get about five people in there and you start talking, it gets really loud in there. It's kind of claustrophobic. So they would just need to grab their stuff and go out around yeah, yeah, towards Congress, right? They, 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 they don't get the personal tour, right? The, the, the hop <laughs> between houses. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Here's a, the, I think the interesting thing for either entrepreneurs or people who currently own businesses who struggle with the evolution of menus, business plans, customer base, is that you guys have been able to recognize early. So you rode this wave of success, Tejas is doing great, that's through the Market Deli. You You rode that into, we're gonna open it up, you did, you didn't get the traction you're looking for, but now you've already made adjustments. And Mm -hmm. I think most business owners, and a lot of people aren't in the restaurant business, right, right, before they jump in, but they think, hey, I got great recipes, Right. It's relatively inexpensive to get into, relatively. Uh, it's right. not cheap. They get in, they get stuck. Yeah. They yeah. get in and say, well, I don't know what's, what's because they live it. They breathe it. Yeah. They almost have blinders on. Mm-hmm. But you guys have taken that off and said, this isn't going to work. Yeah. We need to change right. this. Yeah, and, right. and that's a big congratulations mm-hmm. to you for having the foresight, even though you're surrounded by right. day in and day out operations right. to say, we need to change something. Yeah. Right? Well, and a lot of people get stuck yeah. and they get shut down. Then they lose everything. So it's just almost yeah. having street smarts, you know. You yeah. have to, you know, we've been prior business owners and we've taken, you know, like our street smarts and we've taken sales and marketing and we've taken the adventure mm-hmm. and, you know, we know that ultimately the commissary and having that kitchen mm-hmm. because it expanded is paying for itself. Yeah. Right. So that's the key. The key is when I was saying going back to the catering, mm-hmm. that's ultimately our next step too is getting our catering game on yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know there's good money in that well, and man. y'all can create in that space too you've yeah. given yourself the proper Just equipment sold. you've given yeah. yourself plenty of space that it's yeah. like you know i'm looking i'm looking forward to when you all start cranking something different out you know well, it's so. going to end up being a commentary for the burger restaurant which is, that, which is a block our and a half over mm-hmm. so we'll be grinding Adventure. grinding all the hamburger patties in there and then making this some support items for the burger restaurant uh, as well so it's really going to become a true commissary type kitchen Let hold me, that thought yeah because we're going to start talking about the future which will lead into uh, that the, man, the burger I, got, restaurant I got a solid question when we come back i know solid, hold solid. on to it hold on to it because we're getting up to the to the minute yep. marker right. so has anybody uh, got a used golf cart they can like loan us <laughs> how far is it oh well, we'll talk about it there you go that's right it's a block and a half only stay tuned from a uh for a uh a real quick um, announcement from our sponsor, Duke's Premium Meats. We're here at uh, Beavers on Westheimer. We'll be right back. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. 
Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. I know, again, edits are going to be weird or whatnot, but, you know, we, we kind of went through part one and part two. Um, how's, how's everything coming along? Um, it's coming along pretty good. I mean, they're always <laughs> slower than you anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do a little bit more work in the kitchen over at this building than we thought we would. Okay. Um, this is for your yeah, burger plate. Yeah, the burger plate like, coming up. It's out a gas line. Did you oh. hear about that? I saw I got to wear the red helmet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tell us, first of all, tell us about what red the red helmet, helmet is, what it okay. symbolizes. <laughs> uh, not only has your son worn it, yeah. but you also had the privilege of Yeah. 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 What does that mean? Well, I bought the red helmet originally for one of our employees who keeps hitting his head. And he actually, <laughs> he was out for a concussion for two weeks. And then he was working at Costco for a while. I hit his head over there and got concussed. No way. This works. I said, Wally, and you know, bless his heart, he, he wears a patch over one eye. He's got one eye. Okay. And which I asked him, I said, how'd you lose your That's eye? He said, story. the traditional way. I was running along and tripped and jabbed a stick in my eye. Oh. Just, like mom, just like mom told you not to do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> And uh, so anyway, I feel sorry for him. He's yes. like a lot of, you know, he's like the kitchen confidential guy. He's got his demons. He's fighting and battling and all that. But anyway, so he came back to work after two concussions. I bought him the helmet. So <laughs> we made him wear it. We made Good him make him wear it. Because you want him to come back the next day. So exactly. why not? <laughs> now he's now he's 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 much safer. And so the helmet's laying around, and um, our general manager David was wearing it one day, and he's like. Because this should be the helmet for like the dumbass of the day. <laughs> I love it. So uh, that's and it's a, it's like a baseball helmet with, baseball with no helmet. face mask, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's yeah, a Rawlings baseball helmet. Yeah. And so um, one day I came in uh, Saturday, I think it was in the morning, and um, Austin had left the fan out and some other stuff that weren't didn't get done. So I made him wear the helmet for leaving stuff undone. <laughs> now wait. All day? I mean, 20 minutes? Technically, it's all day, or the story goes it's all day, but we, we let them off the hook. Okay, all right. Within like 10 minutes, <laughs> just, we all laugh just, at You take, take a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do okay. a little bit of a walk of shame. Social okay. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I like it. I like it. Right. Billy knows right. that you're the dumbass. Here comes the quirkiness <laughs> yeah. again right. out of all right. of it, which yeah. is really kind of cool. So, yeah, about, uh, was it? Last. It was last week. Yeah. Last week. They're at the behind the burger joint. The there's a gas meter there that's really not that easy to see. It's my only excuse Whatever. for doing it. Well, it's lawn, it's lawn, green? It's lawn it's green, green now. I don't yeah. know what it was Sticking before. Out. I'm not quite sure what was going on. So She's I'm, not buying it, man. <laughs> I, I pulled out. I cut the corner too short. Didn't realize I'd caught it with the back fender of my truck. And basically ripped, ripped the gas meter right off the, the top of its pipe. the sound that mm-hmm. it made... Now you got thirty-five thousand psi of natural oh my gas oh, shooting in the air. It sounds like a jet engine. Duct tape won't fit that. Which come to find out is actually no safer tape. than you yeah. think. Okay. So, like, you think it's scary, but no, it actually is safer than you think. It's scary, but, but the, yeah. to light it, it takes a lot. Okay. You get that much pressure. The wind alone won't let it light. Gotcha. You know okay. So okay. The utility people kind of, you know, said, "Well, it takes the absolute but perfect situation." Tomball police showed up. Fire department. <laughs> yeah. God, I mean, it was just like commerce streets slash, you know. So they all came and they ran <laughs> yeah. us out. Said, yeah, of course. Hey, you get out of the way, and I went back over after I heard the leak shut down. You could hear it from blocks over. So it was like a hissing Jeez. noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, it's like a jet engine, and. Um, so I heard it go out, so I walked over there to own it. Right. All right, I feel like the dumbass. Sorry, guys. And 
I got the. They wrote me up a warning, like a warning ticket. I saw oh, that. I saw yeah. that. And uh, yeah. so here's your instructions for getting it reinstalled, and we'll get to work on it. And you know, and I walked back to uh, Tejas you know, by myself, and Michelle greeted me with, with your tail the, between your legs, with, with the <laughs> staff ready for me. To oh. Oh. It's like. Here, my dear, you get to wear the helmet. Look what you've earned. Yep. Yes. So I walked around with and my helmet and my warning videos. ticket. It was great. It was awesome. I yeah. saw that on awesome. your social media page. Yeah, everybody had fun with that. And I thought, now I that it. is a leader, right? Because <laughs> yeah. right. the first time I saw it was on Austin. Yeah. And yes. then I saw you put it on. Yeah. I thought, that's the kind of guy I'd work for. Yeah, he he leads. Walk of shame, he man. leads. Yeah. He leads. He, he right? endured the walk of shame. And I'm sure you would do it too. If you made a of mistake, course. you'd wear it as well. Really? Okay, remember that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I my it's documented. Scott, you're welcome. I own my stuff. Yeah, yeah, I do. That's the thing. You got to own it. You always lead by example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just would not have hit it in the first place. Well, you know, it was, it was a close call. I, mean, <gasps> I love this. He's oh older. My God. See, you know? yeah. He's older. So y'all have yeah. had the camera crew come in for like, you know, the ghost and things like oh, that. Yeah. I kind of want like almost like a reality TV show with the two we, of y'all because this tried. is just well, awesome. We, we, they, they asked us. People we did came. A, we did a casting for a show, a Guess production company. Okay. For a reality show, it hasn't turned in anything yet but they've missed it this year i'll tell you we've had more stuff <laughs> they, they just need to put cameras and leave us alone yeah that's what you i'm saying you don't need yeah. to come in and try to uh -uh. tell us like oh say this word or say that right. no uh, let us be because i'm telling you let you be you we've right. had it all Holy we've we're had, the Dickersons, really we've, we've had employees fall down on the floor with seizures oh, we had the concussion man. thing we've had i mean it's we had ghost yeah those aren't in the business plan. No. no. <laughs> they're not, they're not. There's no line item for no. whatever the ghost is knocking no. over, you know. And, it's, it's and break every him. week, you know, there is something that happens. And it might be a customer. We've had we had this crazy old lady comes in, she'll buy food and she's up two days later with it in a trash bag and said, This was terrible, I want my money back. It's like how do you deal with this? And she's like a senior, she's senile. Right. So oh. Michelle told her one day, oh, yeah. she's like, Look, I handled it. We recommend yeah, I recommend you just don't come back anymore, sweetheart. And she's like a you know, she's in her eighties or nineties. And it's just the craziness that happens right. yeah. every day is is something unique, crazy, fun, pisses you off, was, makes you happy, yeah. all of it. You know? People <laughs> tell you what to do in your business. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, understand yeah. why you don't have, like, another register at the counter. Well, ma'am or sir, you know, this is our kitchen. We have one chopping block. Mm -hmm. This is this is how we're doing our business. Right. You know, and then, you know, They're Scott's, all experts, aren't they? They're yeah, all experts. Everybody's an expert. Yeah, I've yeah. learned, too, now, because it's funny. When we talked about earlier, if anybody remembers, about the foodiness and Scott and I going out to dinner and mm -hmm. how I like yeah. to take, a, you know, a menu and I, like, Break destroy it all it. up, destroy, destroy it, it. <laughs> mine. And I'm like, the food gods, they have done it to me. The food gods. This win. is your payback. This yes. is the payback. And I get it now. And then now I, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, I'm like, okay, Michelle, these people, wherever you're going, whether it's a chain or if it's just a mom and pop, just go in there and respect. Yeah. Just, mm -hmm. just, just be laid back. Right. Maybe I'm getting older. And thanks to Dr. Tom out there, love you. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it's just relax, man. You know, I life's I, too short. I'm a uh, so I'm a lifetime. I'm a food science degree. Been in food sales, food purchasing, quality assurance, HACCP development, all over the board in terms of, but always food. 
And my wife and daughter cannot stand when they see that look come over my face in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Service is bad. Yeah. Lack of knowledge, you know, right. from the from the wait staff. Yeah. Right. Food is bad. I mean, right. they're they're like, oh lord, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> be bad. And I and, and and I'm not a jerk, right? But yeah. but I have zero issues with having a conversation with any manager on duty and right. saying, can I give you some constructive feedback about my experience tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, they're very receptive they and they all, they want to hear because they want to make improvements. They yeah. want the opportunity yeah. to say, hey, look, thanks for giving us the opportunity yeah. to make this better. And it's not, it's, it's, there's never with conditions. It's not like, hey, can we get something free? Yeah. Can you take right. it? Never. Right. I want you to be in business because you're a mom and pop. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be successful. Yeah. So I want to tell you about what happened and if you do something you do and you don't you don't but you know i want to come back so so just listen and i don't think to your point michelle right. is that you care about the business and oh. you, and you're ingrained in it and you believe in it but sometimes it's hard to turn it off and just enjoy a steak or right. just enjoy a oh, dish without deconstructing this all so i totally get it good luck tonight beavers you know so i just kidding i just she already knows what she's ordering so i read the menu and so i'm prepared i'm just gonna leave it alone (laughs) but uh but you know it's funny you bring up an an interesting point about like social media and critics and people coming in not understanding how business works Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then here we are people telling us like they give you bad ratings and they give you bad stars and yelp that's a whole topic too that really like if anybody in my opinion you know because he's my scott is my social media guy thank <laughs> god because we would i don't know i would be in trouble he has a, a way of I dealing with it you do I but what my point really? is that oh, yeah, he do does push bit. back you must do and it I very very well because i don't years like we decided like it's okay you know back in the day customers are supposed to be always right no they're not they're not always right i just recently had an email from a lady she she came in she said the barbecue sandwich is great it's you know everything's overpriced the sausage was greasy and i just didn't care for it i'm not sure that um, we're going to keep you in our normal rotation for eating (laughs) so i could have let that go but i had a couple drinks so i don't and um, oh this is after hours yeah. this is at home so i said i just sent a simple reply i said hey got your note i wanted to know i read it and um, i'm not really sure what you're wanting as a re- terms of response from me but i'll tell you that i'm very proud of what we produce we work really hard to do it and if it's not something that you enjoy that's okay my recommendation is that you go to places that you enjoy and don't come to our place anymore. <laughs> and uh, she replied, oh, I can't believe you don't want to try to improve your product. And I replied, as well, if we we're going to improve our product to meet your standard, we're going to run off a lot of our customers. Wow. So, there you, go. you know, nicely I, stated. Every once in a while, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have to take your crap all the time. Well, you know who's running into that? And I don't mean to interrupt, but I mean, like, Blood Brothers. You know, yeah. they kind of, they're kind of known for well, like their spicy side and things like yeah, that. And people exactly. are, are one star review, oh, this yeah. is spicy, da 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 da. And now they're, they're like, okay, should we make a mild side of things? Should no. we adjust it? I'm like, they guys, just, do you? You know? Yeah. Matter of fact, and I know what post you're talking about, and I had that conversation yeah. with you. Yeah. We discussed it, and Scott, you had a perfect well, uh, terminology for it, which I, I know I don't remember. A few Manhattan. You need a couple more. No, no, that was sober, just driving, right. and, and you know, on a normal well, afternoon, but. I call it the filtering yeah. process. We went through that in Tomball. It's uh, was heavy in the first year or two you know there's five other barbecue restaurants in tomball mm-hmm. so we were getting that crowd in here 
weren't used to the level of you know quality of meats they were buying and like our sauce or whatever price points all these things and all that's okay people had to learn who we are yep. and we found our customers that appreciate what we do mm-hmm. and the people who don't go to the other place in Tomball right. and that's perfectly okay but and you had gone through that with your we, chocolate even I mean a seven dollar chocolate, chocolate bar still, is yeah, different than still, what you know still learning curve. right still do I get yeah. people we'll get another once in a while and say I couldn't eat any of I had to spit it out and threw it out the car window. It was just terrible <laughs> chocolate. And then we'll have somebody else say, my God, it's the best trouble I've ever had in my life. I wish I'd been driving down that road. Yeah, I know, right? Look, free chocolate. Look, man. My son would have cried. I don't know if you saw the Instagram story or whatnot. That <laughs> kid would that not oh, give no, the bar back. No, oh, my goodness. Thing that makes my heart. We've had to hide it. So it was for my wife. You know, I was like, because she loves the dark chocolate, you know, and, and like, you know, no. you chocolate, by the way. Oh, that's okay. I uh, we 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 were snacking okay. on those truffles hey, as well. Speak for, your, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. He's uh, two. He was born. For uh, him to sit there and crush a seventy percent dark chocolate bar, uh, he is crazy. And yes. he was he yeah. was eating, and he wouldn't give it back. Like <laughs> it was so no, no, funny. No, no. So because there's adults out there who can't handle that. No. You know? Oh well. yeah. Well, this kid's well, he didn't sleep spoiled. for four days. Don't get <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so I've heard. Right. So I've heard. No, he takes I after can that. that. <laughs> the, the, the Swedish lady, well, she's from oh, Switzerland, yeah. came in at the Dallas Chocolate Show. That was at the Woodlands. Four, we did a Woodlands. pop up at the Woodlands. She was like six five. She's a big woman. And she came in and she <laughs> took like two bars of chocolate. She and just ate two. And it was like nothing. It walked off. Wash didn't even drink anything. Just like I mean, yeah, I can good. I can handle maybe like, one row on a bar. Uh-huh. You know, like one like, fourth of it hmm. is a lot for me because yeah. it's really intense. It's really strong. It's got natural caffeine but, in there. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was, you know, Lachlan yeah. yeah. no, did fine, man. Yo, taste after you know, dad. <laughs> you know, taste is very subjective, obviously, and the value proposition is subjective. Mm-hmm. And you know, a new place like Blood Brothers, they're still new. They're going to go through that. Everybody's yeah. going to go through yeah, that. Yeah. You're filtering out who your customers are going to be. Yeah. And they just you, we all have to pretty much learn to ignore the nonsense. I don't know why we've developed this culture of people that said, I'm not happy and you must know that I'm not happy. Right. You know, what the hell is that? Right. You know, it used to be you didn't like something, you just didn't just go back. Just don't go back. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. But now you know everybody's got to know that they're pissed off at you. My, my my idea was always if you want the tree to die ignore it you know like that you know that's that's simple if you don't enjoy it it you know maybe it will go away but if it's still there then there's obviously people who like it and yeah. there's a there's something for everyone yeah. and just because it wasn't for you sorry you know like you know not yeah. everything is designed to make you happy I, the yeah. irony in all that is is that people who are trying to diss on a restaurant would be better off not explaining why they don't ever come back. Just leave it as a mystery. I agree. Yeah. The restaurant is, I wonder why they never come back anymore. Yeah, when I started, when when I was a part of lots of little food groups, you know, and some of them, it was powerful as 36,000 members. Mm-hmm. And I saw the type of, um, I don't know, knee-jerk reaction yeah. and me-toos, and, and they could put a business out in yeah. six yes. months. Yeah. Out of yeah. business. It was I mean, we're talking mom and pop. Very, very toxic. So when I started my own little review page on Facebook, the thing I decided that I was going to do was if I went to a restaurant and I, I had set up an appointment to come, right, and I, re- and I received 10 dishes. If I liked eight of those, I'm talking about eight dishes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I liked two, I talked about two. Yeah. If I didn't like any of them, I'm talking about how, 
talking good about the Wi-Fi. Yeah. How right. great the Wi-Fi right. was when I went. And the iced tea was incredible. Right. Yeah. There's always something. Right. If there's nothing, right. then yeah. to your point, yeah. right. if you want yeah. the tree to die, leave it alone. Right. People right. don't have a filter because it's so easy to hide behind the keyboard. And then watch other people jump on the bandwagon of, oh, well, they validated me because I said something negative. Not you sitting at home having, yeah. you know, some sort of cocktail, <laughs> eating, shooting, well, shooting flies. But, do, they, do they expect to hear, you know, right. hey, look, if you didn't enjoy it, thanks but, for coming, but, but you don't but, have to come back. This you know? is seri- but this is a serious conversation that we're having here. But I, and I, I think I would enc- grow more. I would encourage every restaurant to push back a little bit. We need Thank to. Thank you. That's because my point. Because the reason, the, part of the reason is, is that, the people who do, do love you, they love the fact you push back against mm, I jerks. do. I do. Yeah. yeah. People appreciate you for this. I admire for that. Mm-hmm. I admire the fact that someone who has so much vest, invested yeah. right. financially, mentally, physically would say, hey, look, you're wrong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I, look, Peli Peli does a great job of pushing back on the stereotypes of what South Africans should be, yeah. a fusion of, yeah. you know, all kinds of Asian yeah. along with South Africa. I admire Thomas Wynn so much, and I've seen him put out some really stern comments yeah. to people who made ignorant, you yeah, know, suggestions yeah. about their business. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, dude, I don't know where you got the balls to do that, but I'm glad you did, yeah. and I enjoy it. Do it again, you know. Yeah. So, so, but it's but it's translating over to everything in life at this point. It's like right. we it can't is. even come to the table no. to have a conversation. No. I mean, Trent Trent Brooks and I talked about it, yeah. where it was like, dude, like. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care, you know, yeah, like yeah. your your stance yeah, 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 on yeah. on guns or or, or right. whatever. If we can't sit down and break bread, right. you know, yeah. what the hell are we doing as right. a country, you know, right. or, or whatnot? You're and so entitled to your opinion, as long as right. it's the same as mine. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. But it's like why. What, what makes you think that getting on the computer and blasting somebody is better than like, hey Scott? Yeah. I really didn't care for this. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. Uh, an operator who gets a, a customer who has an issue with something and approaches them politely and, and mm-hmm. gives you the chance yeah, to yeah, correct yeah, yeah. it is going to give you ten times more 100%. than if you freaking try and bitch me yeah, out yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. you and know, people, and people sure. will come back up. Greg deals with that probably more than anybody, honestly. Face to face, he's in the he's at the window explaining tickets. Somebody's unhappy. Something they'll come. People will come up there and say, "Hey, I didn't. You know, do I'm missing this or I'm not, I don't get it?" And we'll and we'll correct it or missed. You know, somebody didn't like the burger one day. Didn't understand the grind of it all. So, so let's replace it right. with with something else. So it happens all the time. But people will come up. Yeah. And look you in the eye and say, "And you know, this isn't my thing." You sure. Know, or you made a mistake you can deal with that it's the hiding behind yeah this nonsense is ridiculous so since we're on the topic of critiquing yeah reviews social right. media um how important is social media to the success of your business yeah. today versus a decade ago yeah where social media was a way to whether whether it was myspace or facebook yeah. or whatever it was or twitter which yeah. launched it all yeah. how important is that today for for all your businesses yeah to be successful? Well, I think in our industry in particular, it's huge, very important. I mean, for lots of reasons. Number one, it doesn't really cost you anything. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, download the app and figure out how to use it and start doing it. Yeah, just start doing it. (laughs) I love it, work the tool. I love it. It's a tool, you learn it. Absolutely. Is what yeah. it is. Yep. It's, make, I, it, make it to your advantage. But do you think right. it's a necessary tool today? It is. In today's 100%. market. Okay. Well, and it takes the right person to work the tool. 
So you, you can't just have anyone <laughs> to work the tool. I get it. Okay, you can have that Look, lazy. I get it amongst the three-year-olds right now. I don't <laughs> but, but, I'm, but what I'm saying is, like, you've got your little you know, snowflakes, and I'm yep. not saying that in a bad way. They know everything there is about social media. Sure. But then you give them the job, and they're good at it. But then they don't know how to take the product of what you're trying to promote and sell because mm-hmm. they're not, they, they don't have the intellect. They don't have the maturity. Yeah. It's, they haven't been it's through the it. wrong social media yeah, yeah, for yeah. them, but yet they understand the tool. Right. Yeah. You I got, mean, you know. It's, it's like I said, it's free. It's, it's free. Uh, you just got to learn how to use it. I, I like, I think it's like word of mouth on steroids. Hmm. It, it greatly accelerates the process. Word of mouth, we all know, and that's the most powerful form of advertising but it's also the longest period of time to build that and for restaurants to build a local following word of mouth takes a long time social media accelerates that process a great deal mm-hmm. so I mean I think it's a big deal well you talk about the tool in the right person's hands sometimes you see it where we'll call them a influencer or an yeah. Instagram influencer yeah. or something like that and they may not understand the product or they may not understand yeah. you know they they think oh well I've got X number of followers or whatnot they'll listen yeah. to what I say but it's like <laughs> hey do you really understand what you're what you're right. approaching you know and that right. was kind of the big deal like when we started this it was like I wasn't super familiar with craft barbecue so I was like hey can I come back can I see what y'all are doing so I'm not ignorant to the fact that it's right. like oh that brisket's a lot more than what I pay at Rudy's or what yeah, I you know right. was paying yeah. before Jeez. you know exactly you know and 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 the elevation of it it's it's the same thing we would deal with it like sometimes with people with like the uh the food truck they would send back the risotto we were doing we would do a wild uh mushroom risotto and they'd be like oh this is this is undercooked and it's like well actually it's al dente you know but if you don't know and you've always had mushy risotto i'm not going to get mad at you but don't call you're getting mad now so i I get mad now i get mad now yeah so yeah let it out this is this is therapy this is my monday therapy more drinks more drinks yeah right here's the red helmet you give that customer the red helmet yeah you get the red helmet call the police on us or something right. because no. we uh, did something we violated them yeah. i love we, it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's, that's true that's what's so weird you can't you have to be so careful with anything you say or you do no. like any actions somebody's going to take it and, and and make it into a whole different yeah. platform Any, anytime you do like, something like that just it's um you know product we the chocolate is heavy on education, mm-hmm. explaining to people why we're selling a chocolate bar for seven dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I was a little bit taken aback by how much of that translated into barbecue as well. We're having to explain to people why we're selling brisket for twenty-one dollars yeah. a pound plus, and so we get accused of being expensive all the time, which is always a head scratcher to me because it's you can come into our place and you can get in and out the door for lunch under twelve bucks. Exactly. Have a great lunch for lunch. under what twelve? Under easily, yeah, okay, yeah. easily under twelve bucks. You get in and out of there for a great with a great lunch. You get lunch. free water. And you can also like spend sixty. I mean, it kind of depends on what you want to do, but um, so the barbecue has been high on education too. You know. Where we don't slice all the fat off the top, and you know, just do the extra lean. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't serve it with. We don't have plates. It's all a la carte right. by the pound. So we've gone through a, a big education process as well in barbecue, which I didn't necessarily see coming. You just kind of assume you're in Texas. Right. Everybody knows what the hell they're doing, but re- reality is they don't. <laughs> it's such an international 
following you. But even with the lists, even with, you know, Texas Monthly, even with all the podcasts that are out there, people are still unaware of all the other things that go yeah. that go into it and yeah. why it is the yeah. way it is and why someone will sh- sell out at 2 p.m. Right. or you know they're not open on yeah. Sundays and Mondays right. you know that sort of thing you know and why we can't just throw more briskets on on the pit and, and, and that's that's where I'm trying to come from where it's like okay one how do you get that message across yeah. how do you get that message across without insulting somebody yeah. but also make it entertaining to the yeah. fact where it's like hey look sit here listen to the podcast listen to people yeah shoot the shit but also kind of you know hey you know maybe maybe you know learn a, a thing or two or something you know like this but is why it's that way that's an interesting point so here we are doing a podcast social media people have iPhones mm-hmm. have web inter- connections right right so most people google google Teos chocolate and barbecue what are our hours when are we closed mm-hmm. why is it that people walk up and they go <laughs> and it's Sunday. Yeah. Right. And then they go, oh, well, I'm giving them a one star because they were closed. <laughs> I mean, that's my point. It's, so it's true. They, people uh, have all the tools in their hands. They do. But yet they choose not to, to really read accurately it. use sure. It's tool. almost every day I get a message it's on our Facebook page where like, now. where are you located? Can <laughs> 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 kind of see a menu? And I'm like, it's, it's on the very app that you... Yeah. the message from the information is right there in front of you you know since since you mentioned <laughs> since you mentioned something about you know feedback and right. let's talk and look and i know let's talk about yelp for a second okay there you go <laughs> oh my goodness look, i'll let him answer that i know how anthony bourdain feels about the, the late great anthony yes. bourdain and he couldn't have yeah, said it did. any better yeah. Then I, w- I mean, I'm just not that eloquent, but he was a great speaker. And yes. when he described what I, what, what I think of Yelp, yeah. eloquently, yeah. Uh, but direct. Yeah. Do you think today that Yelp enhances your business, hurts your business, or is just a neutral factor out there? I think, I think right now it's probably pretty neutral. Um, in, the, in the beginning, I mean. Let's, let's face it, people are looking for restaurants yep. or using that app to locate restaurants. And so there we are. So people have definitely come to our restaurant because they found us on the Yelp app. There's okay. No, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think um, it's neutral because, yeah, I mean, when we're fortunate. We have a lot of great reviews. We get dumb, bad reviews. <laughs> no two ways. And I've responded. I'm kind of known for my responses to some of them. I'm gonna, now I'm going to yeah. put Love one it. out there just, I'm going to create yeah. a dumb Yeah, yeah you're going to yeah. just see what I get. I'll rip you a yes. new asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're behind the keyboard. It's innocent, yeah. right? It's, it's innocent. innocent. Exactly. But, but um, uh, uh, that's when I started learning how people appreciate, because I've had comments about they saw my response to certain yeah. you know, business sticking up for themselves. So Yelp is poisonous in the sense that they empower uh, people who don't know food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Yelp elite. It's a bunch of nonsense. It's people that, um, it's all about volume. It doesn't matter. I used to Yelp a lot. And then I got offered to be, uh, hey, we, we love the way you Yelp. We want you to be an elite as long as you don't own a business. And I said, well, I own a business. So I was never qualified to be an elite. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I learned later. Thankfully, right? Yeah. 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 Yelp, <laughs> Yelp has had a reputation and I learned it myself. Basically, we'll hold They'll offer you incentives if you advertise with them to sure. make certain things disappear. Right. So it's not transparent. It's right. not, you know, and it really, 
honestly let all the air out of my balloon. I licked all the red off my candy. I said, oh, it's not honest. <laughs> That's a that good phrase. Awesome. I like that phrase. All the red off my candy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not honest. When, when I discovered it's not honest, I was... I was like, I, I never yelped again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will use Good it to you. find restaurants when I'm out yeah. as a resource. Um, I try not to. I still, I still think but politics are involved. I think there are. It, it is. It's, it's there just are. all political. Mm-hmm. Well, I think no it's financially which. driven, obviously. Oh, of course. Right? Thank you. The incentives they give you, right? Right. But here's the other thing you're doing now. So now they're putting your health department score on your Yelp. Correct. Right. So that's public information. So they're pub- gathering your public gathering. information and they're Correct. putting it on a public. Pu- okay. Yeah, and which can be very misleading. Yep, it and can it's, be. It's um, like we had, we had a health inspection about a year ago, and um, every restaurant in the world has got little red buckets, right, for right. sanitizer. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay, and it's the same red bucket that everybody has. It's, yeah. it's okay. like hazard, right? It's and a so given, like. We have it in there, and we have an old one where all the lettering has been wiped off from the chlorine, sure. from the bleach water. Yeah, yeah. You can't really read it anymore. So we got 10 points. But everybody knows it's a red bucket. And everybody knows what it is. Yeah. We got 10 points taken off our score um, because you can't. it doesn't say sanitizer on it. You can't read it. And the way it ends up on the health department report, it says improper storage of hazardous chemicals. Mm. Make it sound like we're putting... Bleach, right? Right, right. In a white sauce bucket, so right? it knocked our score from ninety-seven to eighty-seven. <laughs> so when you go to Yelp, you just see, all right, there I have an eighty-seven on our health report. Right. Yeah. So it's a complete disservice. Someone's thinking and there's rat poison by yeah. the. So there's not enough <laughs> detailed information. I can't the way for life me yeah. figure out why Yelp hasn't tried to befriend restaurants instead of right. making their enemy. Well, they're yeah. trying to bully them. They're, they're trying, trying to bully, bully them into yeah. into different things. Well, it, again, it's, it's a ransom. It's yeah. a ransom. It's a ransom. It's extortion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what it is. And they're and uh, from what I completely 100 percent have ignored TripAdvisor, and I hear yes. the same thing about TripAdvisor. Yeah. What about Google reviews? Or oh, well. I heard that's the newest. Uh, most that's what legit. I utilize, and I, I, I try and put I, as many reviews on Google I as much Google as possible. Reviews now than anything. Okay, and they're, I, they're putting I, I some good incentives. Yeah. So I, I, I find those to be a little bit more genuine okay. and accurate. Okay, actually. yeah. <laughs> the, until it becomes a ransom factor, until then, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Google's never come to us and said, "Hey, we, we want you to you pay if you pay to advertise, we'll eliminate your one star reviews or whatever." Right. Where right. Yelp, <laughs> they don't really say it. That's that terrible. They pretty much yeah, but if you know anything about business yeah. and the way they position it or word it, you well, can pretty much figure out. I mean, if you go to our Yelp page, um, if you dig around in there, you'll, there'll be, I think the last time I looked, there was 38 or 40 reviews that they don't recommend. No. So they have their algorithm, yeah. Yeah. and it right. strips down these reviews that they don't feel qualify or whatever. Are they the five stars? Go, Almost all five stars. Yeah, of course. Almost Until all. you pay that two ninety nine a month, and, and then all of a sudden they, they show up. Yeah. Exactly. Price. Yeah. So th- for those listeners, right, who don't know about that, right, or don't know that side of the business, yeah. I think it's important to mention, and that's why we talk about it, not on every show, but no, we're talking about but, it now, is, yeah. is that while you go to Yelp and you look at Yelp, and I do too, I look for location, hey, here I am, what's around me, yeah. right, what restaurants Google are here. Pulls it up. But I rarely, rarely read the reviews yeah right? right if they have five stars of course i'm like oh well, they must be good yeah. but there's so much behind that game yeah right they're either advertising or not right. um there's just more to it so yeah. so for those listening just please be careful and and be mindful of the fact that when you go to a restaurant right it's not 
the Yelp isn't the end-all be-all of reviews. And the other so. thing I would add on to that, if you're a Yelp user and you want to write reviews about your, you want to share your experience, okay, fine. Just remember and just realize that when you're, if you piss all over a restaurant or a business, that some manager or owner is sitting there on his couch on Sunday at home trying to watch fucking Jeopardy. <laughs> and they get a From Tuesday. Re- yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. They got DVR. They got That's a, right. a show they're trying to catch up on. And their phone rattles and they get some re- one-star review from some a-hole who doesn't know. So just remember that you're pissing all over somebody's day. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally but on agree. the other side too, it's like if you enjoy an establishment, understand that that review yeah. helps out so much because in my totally. mind it was always like, oh, I like this place, I'm just gonna keep yeah. coming back and never really thought about putting right. the reviews sure. on. Yeah, you sure know, not until, experience. you know, really starting to get into the industry and yeah, really yeah. starting to see how it can, you know, can change things. Be specific so. about it. Yummy and yeah. tastes uh, great, don't right. qualify. Just tell me, <laughs> give me some information. I'm what, guilty, what, what, I'm what guilty of that. But you know what, in this modern world we live in, with all the social media there's so many distractions that are going on and so we just like what level of empathy or whatever what was going on in your mind or your head at that point did you have a fight with your boyfriend yeah or did you you know were you were ticked off at your son Mm -hmm. because he was doing something in the car before you walked into that restaurant Mm -hmm. you know that's going to create the, the dramaticness of that experience of walking into a place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we all have lives going on. Let's sure. just chill out, relax. For it, Give for us it. all a break, you know? Yeah. For us old, old sales guys, you might remember Zig Ziglar used to tell Ziggler. a story about a cat kicking days. <laughs> and about the guy who's. His boss dumped on him, and it just went down. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then the guy comes home and kicks the shit out of his cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cat's the last one on the, on the chain. Exactly. That's a la- first time I've heard of cat. I've always heard dog, but right. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. Same thing. That's true. So let's, they're, they're dog people. Yes. That's why they oh, say okay, cat. Okay, you know? okay. That's right. That's right. Um, now, I've so, gotten in trouble for rolling my eyes, which I'm not allowed up front anymore, really. But, I mean, I'm really good at sales. I will sell you anything there is, but, man... The publics or the the publics after a while, it's just like you just it's so different from like 1990 versus 2019. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, like it's just different. And Scott and I both, we've been in sales marketing our whole entire lives. We know how to read people. We know how to mold into that situation. Yeah. There's a point where enough's enough. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I have no filter. And then so my filter, like, (laughs) well. He's still, he's still giggling. Yeah, he's the eyes roll. Good, yeah. The eyes roll. You know, but sometimes... So, poor I mean, woman asked for almond milk one day. Michelle wrote <laughs> Well, there's, there's, there's more to it. We're not Starbucks. Right. This is in the very beginning stages. Okay. There's a line out the frapping door. Yeah. It's like 8 a.m. in the morning. You know, we're selling just tacos. Right. The people do want those tacos back, by the way. But we know that. Like, oh, man. I could almond that. milk. And see, I'm a little firecracker. <laughs> Y'all can see that. She's waking so, up. She's waking up. Oh, After a couple Manhattans. Up? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought I was already woken up when I got here. <laughs> I'm you were very polite when you came in, and oh, now you're okay, woke. Okay, I'm gonna, ooh. Now Michelle's oh, woke. She's got nice, nice, nice. <laughs> see, see, you don't get this on. on so let me let me ask you this. So usually part, usually part three, usually part yeah, three, and yeah. we just roll with the guests. But yeah. it's all about the future, yeah. right? Yes. So oh. so we know you got to say burger coming up. Yeah. Yes. How far are we away from that? September one, September fourteen. Okay, so we're thirty, forty-five days away. Probably before the end of August. Yeah. 
And then past that, which is always hard to see, once you have a baby, you got to yeah. nurture that baby, yeah. stay up late with that baby. Right. Past that, what's the goal? What's the overall big theme goal? Is it five locations? Is it well, six concepts? So what do you think? So, I mean, the burger thing, and we're already learning through costing and looking at the numbers and all that. And I'm looking at that and saying, you know, the burger thing is a little bit easier. And the profits are a little bit better. We might make some money. Yeah, we might actually make a dollar or two over there and not work quite as hard. Okay. So, you know, it's just not, you know. So if it goes as planned, you may be looking at more burger locations. Maybe so. I'm calling this one in Tomball Burger One. Okay. It's a joke. joke. I mean, it might be only Burger One ever, but who knows. We've had inquiries from, you know, lots of places about moving, you know, get a second location. Yeah. The barbecue, there's no... There's no possible way. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're gonna stick yeah. with one barbecue joint. One barbecue yeah. joint, and it'll be a standalone deal. Yeah. The burger thing, if it gets legs, fine. Um, and we we roll around an idea in our head every once in a while about a Tex-Mex barbecue fusion mm-hmm. kind yeah. of concept. Yeah. You know, that would be easy. Dinner. Yeah. Yep. It would be easy, quote unquote yeah, easy. Yeah. Right. We could do it. Yeah. Like, what about you know, what, what about more <laughs> chocolate? Um, well, chocolate. Well, the chocolate's definitely gonna keep growing. We're trying to go back to the wholesale market, sell bars again in nice. retail nice. to those guys. And uh, um, like that's not even happening. I have to interrupt because that's that's the passion and why we're here in the first place. Yeah. To remind people <laughs> yeah. because of yeah. manufactured chocolate from bean to bar. That's why we are here at Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue. Yeah. That's why we're here having this podcast. Sure. In yeah. with you guys. We're glad you did. So thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> yeah. But at the same oh. time, we have not even. We have a whole another business that's not even up and running. Yeah. We're not manufacturing our bars. We're not going back to our wholesale accounts. Right. So it's a whole business that's sure. not even happening. Well, firecracker. But, yeah. firecracker. <laughs> but, but we need a chocolate maker. We need a person that's going to mold the bars. And we need, you know, all of our bars are hand wrapped. No. You know, everything's from scratch. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like it's a whole. We have a lot of requests to, for people to buy bars, put on our shelf. And mm-hmm. We're Every gonna, day. We're going to try to accommodate that, and we'll we'll get there eventually. I have no timeline for that. But <laughs> Well, for that to have what I guess you're saying, the stru- not the struggles, but the, the hiccups and the things that yeah. it's having, the product is phenomenal. Thank you know, you. I mean, we talked about yes. the bar a little bit, but even yes. the truffles. I mean, truffles I had, yeah. I took home the double espresso. Yeah. I took home the Tejas Bomb. Oof. The banana so fosters wow. and the. Damn, where was that? Yeah. Oh, I was, was working a real oh, job. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I had the uh, old fashioned. Is it old fashioned? Yeah, old fashioned? Wishy old fashioned. Yeah. I mean, just each one was so unique and had its own see characteristics. Where it was like, I know, right? You better get that golden I'll ticket, see, man. I'll see you Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> so those, well, are, those, those were all like, like, so, like ingredients, like. They came from the heart. Those are recipes mm-hmm. that were created yeah. from scratch. Yeah. And like, so any like the old fashioned whiskey, that is literally, <laughs> we make an old fashioned. It's got the fresh orange, it's got it all in there. The cherry <laughs> juice goes into the ganache mm-hmm. and it's emulsified and whipped to perfection. It really is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like when you buy it and you take that flavor profile, it's like people go up and they're like, so what's your favorite? And I'm like, man, what are you looking for? First thing I ask is like, are you a dark chocolate, mm-hmm. milk chocolate lover? Are you single origin? Do you like white chocolate? Yeah. You have to narrow it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and then you go from there. It, yeah. You have such a it's, – it's a variety without it not being unapproachable. Like, if yeah. you're not big into, like, the fruit side, I was surprised how much I enjoyed the Banana Fosters because I'm not a fruit – and and chocolate type of guy hmm. but it was phenomenal i yeah. mean lachlan That's ate it up my favorites, and... <laughs> actually. you get that you really get that essence of a banana mm-hmm. foster dessert layered in with this chocolate we actually chocolate. make a true banana fosters yeah. i got online and i googled <laughs> the brennan's yeah. original banana foster because it felt like it had a flambe and almost finished it, it to does. it you know it has i was like the liqueur and everything the only thing that's different is it doesn't it's not soaking in ice cream right so we use cream so cream is part of ganache mm. so that's what makes the cream of the banana fosters yeah. but you're experiencing truly like a banana fosters chocolate truffle so when you when you, you look know? at chocolate you got a chocolate maker which makes chocolate from the bean to make chocolate and then you got confectionery work or chocolatier work mm-hmm. so that's what we have that's what makes us unique we make our own chocolate and then michelle and janie janie <laughs> williams She's, she's yep. They take the chocolate that we make and turn it into a confection. Mm-hmm. And those are the truffles. Cool. But the truffles are definitely the most popular. They're pretty. They're fun. They're right there, and it's got flavor components. And what we, you know, what I found through the process of doing bean to bar chocolate, it's a connoisseur's product. Mm-hmm. Um, the the audience for pure cacao, pure chocolate in its purest form, is really not a giant audience. Right. But truffles that opens you up to a whole different there's group. great texture in truffles too yeah i mean yeah. between that sort of harder semi-soft semi-hard shell yeah. on the outside then mm-hmm. you get into something either ooey gooey or soft right yes. I, i'm always caramel. i'm not mm-hmm. smart enough to figure out truffles right. but they just because i always confuse them with the mushroom you know that yeah, uh, right <laughs> but i'm like i don't understand how they put chocolate on a mushroom but but they look beautiful like yeah. you know you eat with your eyes too yeah. right so yeah. it's, your, it's all your senses so when you see them you're like this is, these are really cool yeah they look yeah. delicious and that's they the hard thing too when when so like usually when i visit a barbecue joint it's like they may have one special or something like that monday through thursday yeah. so it's like okay you know what today i'm gonna try that special and then i'm gonna try their trinity and i'm gonna try a couple sides or something yeah. like that and they usually don't have a dessert or you know well, anything if really if they do they outsource it or something right. like that sometimes and some some yeah. do some do right. but there's not there's not a whole nother component where it's like, shoot, I'm like a kid in a candy shop. Right. Like if I had brought Lachlan, y'all would have right. been out of chocolate. Like, you know, like it would have just- Bring Lachlan and all he wants. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so the, it, it made it where it was like, there's a whole nother side to the trip that it was yeah. like really cool. Right. So yeah, y'all may be a destination for people. I live out in Katy, so everything's right. a freaking destination yes. to me no matter where I'm going, <laughs> you know? But if you're headed up that way and you're going that way, yeah. one, the the, What's the what's the not the signature sausage, but the sausage that you make? Uh, oh my god, yeah. that's phenomenal! I mean, the brisket's solid. I mean, everything that y'all did, yeah. and the burger, the smoke burger. I already talked to you about the bacon. As soon as you start being able to bag and seal that bacon, yeah. I, I told him I'm a I'm gonna just set up shop on like you know outside a bar and do a BLT. I don't know why so. they want to get into catering. Redneck, are you, what do you call it? Redneck bacon or what do you call it? This is a regular bacon. Yeah. Well, that regular bacon with is all the phenomenal. briskets you're shipping out. I don't know why you want to do catering because you actually have to interact with people in catering. <laughs> <laughs> briskets, boom! You put it in a white box on a label, and you're like, "Come and pick it up." Yeah, to go. just right, pick right. up. I got yeah. you. I got catering's you. Catering's loose term. It can mean you. Oh, okay. Pick yeah. it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there with a big smile. Thank yeah. you. 
So, 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 so you've got the craft side of the barbecue. You also do the specials. You're doing yeah. the burger. You know, you're doing different things during the week. You've also come up with just off the wall stuff sometimes when when you do it. But then to have a super creative second unit yeah. that is absolutely phenomenal as well. That's an operation that I don't think most people could handle. You know, and it's it's amazing that it's it's all there as one. You know, and it's so cool that you know no matter what you're into, y'all could you know head out to Tejas and get. You know a variety of different things that are that are going to make it well well worth the trip and not, you know? not to hurt your Thank chocolate you. sales because i don't think that i would <laughs> but i would argue i'd almost fight over the last piece of carrot souffle yeah oh yeah because to me that's dessert <laughs> yeah. to me yeah. those, that's you. that's a southern <laughs> dish that i grew up on that you grew up on the carrot souffle i grew up on something very similar, similar? from my mother you know yeah wow. being from louisiana <laughs> but uh, that little square is not enough yeah. for me. Like, I need five of those yeah. stacked like a sandwich that I could go after, like a Klondike bar. We can call it a Klondike. Can we Can we do that somehow? What's your story on that, Kirazuli? So, yeah, Michelle was visiting uh, back in 2005. No, I, was, I was here. We, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was already in Texas. Hey, it's her story. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 he's older. Oh. Seven years. So, no, we, we were... We were already here. Well, you I, was, were? I was, yeah. I thought you were visiting. Okay, fine. You you tell see, this story. is a problem when I, when I talk about dishes it's, it's with my okay. wife. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, a, yeah, well, remember when I cooked story, that for you? Yeah. She'll yeah. be like, no, you did that for you, a different you know girlfriend what? or something. Yeah. Yeah. She said, what do you want for dinner? And I'll say this. I don't want that. It's, well, what do you want? Well, I don't know. What do you want? And same thing. That's in every marriage. That's every marriage, right? So, Michelle, she was visiting before we were totally 100% of a couple at the time. And I said, we're going to grill a steak. She said, okay, I'm going to make carrot souffle. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm playing along because I'm trying to get lucky, right, and be nice. <laughs> so she made carrot souffle, and I said, yeah, I think maybe you ought to move to Houston. And That was it. That, that sealed it. the deal there right there. After I had it. So you thought I was it, crazy. I you thought she like, was crazy. Well, what is this carrot souffle? And, this I, carrot and, souffle? I, and I made these beautiful sautéed yep. mushrooms with my, like, wine. I do. I make, I do beautiful, like, sautéed mushrooms. Yep. And I made this homemade Roquefort. Salad dressing and really? a little wedge. Oh yeah. What what I mean, when's dinner? When are we coming? I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like yeah. you know, if, if you get the property yeah. next door or whatnot, I'm gonna just be knocking on the door like, hey, Sunday is, morning, hi. Yeah, it truly is a magical dish. It really is. I've never seen anything, a food item, be so universally I mean, I've never heard anybody say I don't I don't like that. Right. Everybody loves that dish. Yeah. Saturday, it's funny not to interrupt, but seriously, there was two girls came in it was towards the end of the evening the afternoon and one girl you know, like what do we get what do we get i'm like carrots flight carrots flight and i'm i'm up here i'm like carrots like <laughs> no i don't like carrots i don't like sweet potato i'm like it's like a pot no i don't want it. i want it. the one girl said i'll take it yeah. okay just shut her up. no regrets just, just <laughs> like because I, I take no for no answer <laughs> and so sure enough that and i walked in they sat down in a little corner by the fire hydrant where mckenzie's little picture is and walked in and I said, so how is everything? And I go, how is that carrot souffle? <laughs> and she goes, oh, we're up there buying another one. And I just It's a bomb, I I'm said, telling you. Thank yeah. you so very much. I think the first time I had it was one of the barbecue festivals, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just in the little, it's, it's in a little cup, it's a little cup. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so when I went to the restaurant, I'm like, this is going to be good. Like it's yeah. going to be served with a big scoop. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's eloquently cut into a little square. I'm like. 
the hell? Well, where, where is the, where, the, is this it? Yeah. I need five more pieces of this, please. I'll set you it's up. really good. We put that square peg in a round hole. It's really saw. beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's uh, rich. It's so decadent. Yeah. It's um. It's like it dessert. tastes like dessert to me. I mean, I, I, yeah. There's a lot of natural sweetness comes from absolutely. Mm-hmm. It does have sugar. Carrots is the first ingredient, so it does qualify as a vegetable. There you go. Dish. Well, again, yeah, or, order the, the carrot souffle and order the chocolate. I mean, yeah. order them all. But uh, I mean, I would, you know, I'm, you know, I would go after the carrot all day. Yeah. I mean, all day. Like, <laughs> hey, keep the truffle. Send me a bar. Keep the truffle. I'll take more carrot souffle. So, anyway, it's delicious. So, so, where can people find you? Like, what's your location? Yep. And then where are you at social media? What's yep. your hours? Tell everybody who doesn't, who's sleeping under a rock, never right. been there, doesn't read Texas Monthly. <laughs> Doesn't know how famous you guys hey, are. We had a we had a, a a guy come in. I think it was last Saturday for uh, for my first time here. Stumbled I just, in. I just heard about y'all. So really, it's where you're from. She's oh, I'm from Tomball. Oh wow. I never heard of us yeah. until like last week. So it huh. does happen. Yeah. But we are located in Tomball in Old Town on Elm Street, right by the railroad tracks. Okay. Um, our social media is at Tejas Chocolate on Instagram, Twitter, and and the Facebook. What's your address on Elm? Two two hundred North Elm Street. And for those people who are going to run up and rattle the door on Sunday, what days are you open and hours? We're closed all day on Sunday and Monday. Okay. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, uh, eleven a.m. till six or sell out. Okay. Yep. Well, Perfect. We we are big fans of your product. Thank you. We're big fans of you guys. Now we've had an hour plus to spend with awesome. you. Uh, with the Manhattans, so thank you, thank you, Manhattans. Big, big fans of what you guys do. You help glorify our trade, and thank we you. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, you you guys deserve the best. You'll get it. Yeah. Uh, much continued success. Thank you on, on Tejas Burgers as well. Appreciate and, it. And uh, come back anytime. Oh, and you too. Much great success to what you guys are yep. doing. Aww. And I want to do that reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> so all of your peeps that you've been interviewed, we want to interview you guys and have a show. Oh. On your show. Hey, I'm down. Hey, right. hey we we'll bring not the shy. mics up to the burger shop. We'll I, do burgers I'm and like podcasts. Actually, you know, that's something a great like idea. That. We'll come to the house burger and do that. Yeah. Y'all deserve it, too. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. On our one-year anniversary, we'll come up and do that. Yes. There you go. So we got a little, little, little while longer to go. So thank you to our sponsor, yeah. Duke's Premium Meats. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Beavers six zero two five on Westheimer for allowing us to have this room and the accommodations. Big, big partners of ours. And thank you to Tejas yeah. for being here. My pleasure. Thank it was you. Fun. Absolutely. Good times. Thanks to all our listeners. Like and subscribe. Five stars. Five stars. All that good stuff. So. Amen. 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 See you. Bless. <laughs> cool. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site